Thanks for joining us on By the Heart. I'm Alex. And I'm Sean. We believe that every great story is full of gospel themes. Together we examine our favorite movies while looking at the gospel themes of characters and some of their best quotes. Also, we look at the times that made us laugh, think, and cry. And we'll let you know when to go pee so you don't miss anything good. Glad that you're on the journey with us. Our movie of the day, Warrior. Mm. Directed by Gavin O'Connor. The synopsis of Warrior, the youngest son of an alcoholic former boxer returns home where he's trained by his father for competition in a mixed martial arts tournament, a path that puts the fighter on a collision course with his estranged older brother. Mm. This is that time of the, during movies where uh, The Fighter came out mm-hmm. and Warrior came out. Yep. Creed came out a few years after this. Yep. And everyone at this point was wearing Tap Out in their high school. Oh my goodness. Was tap quick, Out was huge. <laughs> there was a quick couple of your phase of that. Uh, some fun, fun facts of Warrior is that, to me, I think this is maybe the best cast of any movie we've done so far. I would agree. Tom Hardy, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton's very underrated. And Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's incredible. I just, I, I think that, wasn't Nick Nolte written for this part? Specifically written for this movie. They were G- neighbors. Gavin O'Connor and Gavin Nick O'Connor. Nolte. They were neighbors and he wrote this for Nolte. Man, Nick Nolte plays uh, an alcoholic father better than about any person that I've seen. I think he was perfectly cast for this. Is, is there a chance that Nick Nolte is an alcoholic father? He might be. He was so good at playing. Con- convinced me. He, he, he convinced <laughs> me too. So what are some of your first impressions after re-watching Warrior? After the rewatch, this movie, again, I remember why it's in my top five all time. If I had to rank my top five to 20 movies, this is in it. Because the emotional uh, trauma and pain of a family trying to restore their relationship is so well done, and you're in it right away. It doesn't stop. Like it, it comes in the very beginning, and it doesn't stop throughout the entire movie. Yeah, the opening scene is Tommy Conlon, who is played by Tom Hardy, showing up on his dad's doorstep. They haven't seen each other in 14 years mm-hmm. with looks like a bottle of whiskey mm-hmm. ready to... I don't even know. Yeah, there's no, like, he doesn't look angry or anything, but he's, like, there to see his father. And when he says, after 14 years, you won't have a drink with me? And it was like, oh, it didn't seem like this was 14 years. It seemed like he didn't really care that he was there. Yeah, and I think we learned right out of the gate that Nick Nolte used to be an alcoholic. Yep. He says, I can't, Tommy. I'm a thousand years, or a thousand days sober. Yeah. A thousand years sober would be really <laughs> impressive. Um, I think we should take time real quick to talk about Tom Hardy's traps. <laughs> okay, Tom Hardy <laughs> has the biggest traps ever in this movie. Yeah. I have the definitive list of best traps in history. <laughs> you looked this up? Yeah, well, I just, this is my definitive, in my personal list, my personal record you put book, some real thought into this, huh? Yes. Wow. The best traps of all time. Let's hear it. Tom Hardy in Warrior. Yep. Koba in Warrior. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Koba played by Kurt Angle. And rounding out my definitive list... Tom Hardy playing Bane oh, in Dark Knight right. Rises. Yeah. Tom Hardy's just got great traps. He's got great traps. It's a good feature. Not that we love dudes, but I, I kind of love his traps. I promise to everyone that's been listening to all these pods, we are not into dudes. <laughs> or into fish. <laughs> but we are into his traps. You are into his traps. <laughs> okay. I'm into <laughs> his traps. 
Let's get into our character study. These are the gospel theme moments of our characters. And to set the set the tone for this category, as I rewatched it, I really only had three characters in the whole movie that I thought were important. Tommy Conlon, played by Tom Hardy. Brendan Conlon, played by Joel Edgerton. And Patty Conlon, their dad, played by Nick Nolte. This is really just about a family who is completely destroyed. They're broken. Yeah. Mom's not around anymore because she's passed. And it's about these three and their history that we start to learn over the movie. Yeah, over the course of the movie, you learn that how pretty much Patty Conlon was the worst father he could be. Yeah, yeah. And I think what sets the tone for our gospel theme moments is that bitterness leads to hatred and separation, but forgiveness leads to love and relationship. Yeah. Tommy is bitter at, at Patty and Brendan. Brendan is bitter at Patty and Tommy. And Patty is fighting for his relationships back, of which he knows he's destroyed. Mm-hmm. He's been, he was an alcoholic, abusive father who was raising two wrestlers and fighters. And they couldn't handle it anymore. Tommy and his mother ran away. And, and Brendan was supposed to go with them. But he stayed. He stayed because he was dating a girl he was in love with, who he ended up marrying in the movies, Tess, his wife. Which seems like a pretty good reason to stay. Yeah. But it's not an easy decision to make. Especially when you've got your brother. I think it was his younger brother. Tommy's his younger brother. You've got your younger brother and your mother leaving to get away from your abusive father. And you've got to pick, am I going with my family or am I going to stay with the woman that I love? Mm -hmm. And it, it leads to just this years and years and years of bitterness and bitterness led to hatred. There's even deeper thoughts here because Brendan says, I thought when you would leave that maybe dad would give me attention because Tommy was like the young brother who was the prodigy who was supposed to be amazing. Yeah. And Brendan was kind of the underdog. So he said, he didn't say it to, to Tommy. He said it to his dad. He said, I thought when Tommy left, maybe you'd start finally start giving me some attention. Yeah, and for me, I think it's it shows, I don't think until we get to Patty Conlon can I really talk about the gospel theme. I'm going to talk about Patty last, but let's go ahead and talk about Tommy. Yep. Tommy, who's played by Tom Hardy. Uh, this is our second Tom Hardy movie. Mm-hmm. Which other one did we do that was Tom Hardy? Mad Max Fury Mad Road. Mad Max, we just, yeah, we just did. <laughs> that was the one. That was Mad- the one where uh, Tom Hardy doesn't really talk a lot. Yeah. Wait, this one or the other one? <laughs> Both of these movies, Tom Hardy doesn't Not a lot really of Tom talk. Hardy dialogue. From the very beginning scene where you meet Tommy Conlon, played by Tom Hardy, you can tell that he has so much pain. Yeah, he's, he's just, just hurting. He's just hurting. Movie. But he's also yoked. His traps are huge. <laughs> he's got amazing traps. <laughs> you can tell that he, I mean, we know that he's a former, at least a former wrestler. So you can tell that he has fought off a lot of his pain by fighting and yeah. training, getting strong. Also, the beginning of the movie, you see he has a lot of pills. Yes. And alcohol. He, so he's working yeah. through it through pain and or through pain medication and alcohol. Yeah, he is an addict. Comes from an addictive father, and we learn that he watched his mom die too. Yeah, and it sent him into the military. Tommy Conlon has had one of the hardest uh, childhoods that we've examined so far. I would say this is by far the hardest. And I think one of the cool gospel themes of Tommy, though, is through much pain and uh, 
so many people coming back to him, pressing into him. Uh, his dad pressing into him for the entirety of the movie. Brendan coming in and trying to embrace him. It takes two hours and 20 minutes for Tommy to give in and to show a little bit of forgiveness. But besides that, he is pretty much like as mean that he as he can be to his dad. Yeah. Yeah, he's really mean to him. There's a specific scene where he is just as mean as it can get, and it's hard to watch. Yeah. It's super hard to watch. It's understandable, but it's not still not easy to watch. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on Tommy when it comes to gospel themes? Ah, I think you hit it right there. My big thing that I wrote down was just that he's in pain, and he is trying to figure out how to... I think the cool thing is he's trying to take care of somebody else. Yeah. He's not incapable of love. He found love from someone else that wasn't his immediate family. Mm. Yeah, it's so good. And we all go through pain. Um, some of us are better at compartmentalizing it than others, but pain is a real piece of being human. So we got Brendan Conlon, played by Joel Edgerton. This is Tommy's older brother. We don't really know that for a while. We know he's a teacher. We know that he's defaulting on his home loan because of medical bills for his daughter. And um, we know that he is really bitter at his dad. His dad, Patty, comes up to the house and says to him, I've got a thousand days, Brendan. And Brendan responds and says, that doesn't change anything. Yeah. He says, his, Nick Nolte responds to him and says, have a heart. And that just sets Brendan off. Oh, yeah. He says, have a heart. Have a heart. You know why you can't see your kid, yeah. your grandkids. Yeah. You know what you've done. Yeah. Patty's not allowed to see Brendan's two daughters. He's not allowed to see his wife anymore. Mm -hmm. He's only allowed to call. And uh, Brendan is, once again, full of bitterness. Mm -hmm. He's got... So we have these two brothers who have completely different experiences with their with their dad. And they have completely different personalities now. Yeah. Tommy's completely closed off, doesn't want to talk, doesn't want any attention. And Brendan is a teacher. He's social. He's compassionate. He's kind. And he's not like Tommy at all. Tommy's not kind. He's not caring. And both of them are living with the same type of bitterness towards yep. their father. Yep. What kind of ideas do you have for Brendan on this? I just thought of how much of a family man this guy was. Mm. And he was a teacher trying to figure out how to take care of his family. And so he goes to a strip club, outside of a strip club, to fight to make some extra money, which he doesn't want to do because he's lying to his wife, which he doesn't want to do, which they get into a dialogue about eventually. This guy's a family man. He's going to do whatever he, he can to take, whatever he can do, whatever he's going to do, whatever he can to take care of his family. Yeah. He fights for his family with all he has. Also, this is not someone I would accidentally want to mess with. <laughs> like as sometimes there's some really nice people and you don't know that they're as equipped to take care of uh, your life as quickly as they are. Yeah. You know, I mean, in, in a way where they're going to kill you, uh, not in a way where like they're going to help you, <laughs> not like an EMS or something like that. Yeah, this is not a guy or a teacher I'd want to mess with. No, Brendan is not that guy. And he's got gospel themes all throughout. And the fact that um, even though he's had one of the hardest upbringings, his mom and his brother left him, his dad was an abusive alcoholic, yet still, because of some sort of grace, he's able to love his wife and love his kids. He says to Patty, all that stuff that you did to me, it doesn't go on here. He was able to draw a line in the sand. And I know it's a movie and it, it's romanticized for, for the film, but the gospel theme in it is that if you have had a terrible upbringing or you're scared to be a father or you're scared to be a, a dad or you're scared to be a wife, you're scared to be a mom, 
because of the things that you've experienced as a child. In Christ, there is a grace that is sufficient for you so that you can end the family sin with your family. Mm -hmm. And we see that with Brendan. We see that somewhere along the line, he's been shown a sort of grace that's allowed him to live a life a bit more free and with just a little bit more peace than he would have had without this sort of grace. So we've got Patty Conlon, played by Nick Nolte. And this this character was written for Nick Nolte. Yeah. He, On the rewatch, I said to you, I don't know if anybody could have played this better. It's almost as if it was written for him. I don't think I said exactly that. And then you were looking up some of the, the history of the movie. And it turns out that it was written for Nick Nolte. Yeah. He plays the character perfectly. What we know about Patty Conlon is that he has been an alcoholic father who was abusive. And when we pick up with him, he's almost a thousand days sober. So he's on this journey of changing. He's trying to pick up the pieces um, that by his own actions, he shattered in his family. Mm -hmm. Tommy tells him at one point, where were you when it mattered? I needed this man when I was a kid. Yeah. Everything has already happened. Yeah. And it just breaks Patty. Yeah, that's the scene where it's like, this is hard. This is really hard to watch and listen to. You can tell that Patty's coming to terms with the fact that what he was as a father was not good. It was yeah. just a bunch of terrible experiences, terrible memories. He knows he was an alcoholic. He talks about it so many times. And it's just, it's hard to watch a lot of the time. I think what's tough about that specific scene is that he's trying to relate to his son who we find out Tommy has military trauma, that he was part of a friendly fire uh, bombing accident. And so he finds that out and he says, you know, I was over there too. You know, mm. I have war experience. And he wasn't trying to use it as a crutch for his alcoholism. He was trying to just be there and Tommy just was like not having it. Which I think brings me to my whole idea on the gospel themes here. It's that bitterness leads to hatred and separation. And forgiveness leads to, to love in a relationship. Forgiveness only comes when you realize that you have been forgiven by Christ. You can tell that Brendan and Tommy, they're not ready to forgive. The gospel theme here is that Patty is coming to them. He has gone through his own life transformation we kind of learn that some of that is, is spiritual in the very beginning. Yeah. And yet, Tommy and Brendan aren't ready to forgive him. Now, this may be hard to hear, but sometimes when we've gone through our own experience and we ask for forgiveness from the people that we've hurt, they're not always ready to hear that. A lot of times, they're still holding on to bitterness. And sometimes we might ask God, well, why aren't they forgiving me? We don't realize how deep our cuts have gone. And I think that our responsibility when we do something wrong to others is to do what we can to ask for forgiveness and to release the rest to God. Because God is ultimately going to be the one who softens the hearts of Tommy and Brendan for Patty. Mm -hmm. it, him just being not an alcoholic anymore doesn't make up for the fact that he was a terrible dad. Right. Um, it's going to take supernatural forgiveness. Yeah. And that's as human as anything else in this movie, that it takes supernatural forgiveness for you to be able to forgive those who've hurt you. Yep. I think that if you live in bitterness, you're going to be separated 
and it's you're going to live in hatred. But if you can forgive, if you can live your life by forgiveness, it leads to mending of relationships. That's why the forgiveness of Christ is so deep and so rich. Because not only are we being forgiven, but we're being, being brought back into relationship with our Creator God, who is our Father. Amen. I got nothing out of that, man. That's, that's deep. All right, did you want to say something about Tess? I just thought the supporting characters in this movie were really, really good. They set up for the main characters so well. Tess was an amazing wife, and she had really just normal emotions of what a wife should go through learning that her husband's going to go start fighting for money again when it didn't end very well the first time. The principal is has such a good personality. Like, he's mad at Brendan for fighting outside of a strip club and then also says, like, MMA? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then the students, Brendan's students, are perfect. They act exactly how students would act. They say really dumb stuff and they're over-emotional they're young and naive, and yet they love their teacher, and they want to support them. And man, I think Warrior does such a good job of taking a story that's enticing and to tell a deeper story like bitterness and relationship, because the whole movie is two brothers who don't know that each other, don't know that each other in the same state, are training to fight in a 16-person Grand Prix <laughs> MMA uh championship for five million dollars yeah which would never happen in real life there's no way this could happen but the directors and the writers make this movie to tell a deeper story right and they use the supporting characters so well yeah you forget you don't have to suspend your mind anymore about the idea of this fight not not fight to the death but i don't know a bracket march madness fighting <laughs> battle <laughs> like, battle royale yeah yeah like this there's a little bit of suspension of mind but because the emotional toll of the family is so good you forget about it all mm. all right our second category time to pee al did you have a time to pee um okay so the first time you watch it no first time you watch this movie you can't go pee but i think every time after that there are little moments where it's okay like for me the fighting, maybe three of the fighting scenes I could do without. Mm. Because I, I'm a drama guy. I want to hear the dialogue. I want to hear yeah. the deepness of it. So um, I think I was making a smoothie during the fighting scenes because yeah. Yeah, it didn't matter so much for me. But if you're super into action, I wouldn't miss that. Yeah, I think the fighting scenes are great. The time for me was when the students approached the principal to try and get a fundraiser together to watch their student or to watch their teacher fight. And the principal's like, you want us to support something? for a teacher for the thing he got suspended for and they're like yeah he's like yeah you're crazy get out of my office and he's not like mean about it and you see he eventually comes around but it's not really necessary like you can honestly on the first watch yeah you're not missing anything on that at all in my opinion yeah so anytime that they're actually i would say anytime they're in the school it's not that important no i completely disagree what do you mean? Okay, his meeting with the principal? The meeting with the principal is good, but it's, it's set up, you, it sets up part of his character. He's a great teacher. His students love him. He's got a personality. He lets them do cool stuff. Everyone not hated, I won't say hated, but disliked the teacher who wasn't fun. That's Everyone true. loved the teacher who let them have fun. I still remember like Mr. G getting fake swords or something so we could do Romeo and Juliet sword fighting wow. in class. Like, that was fun. Also, Mr. G was a great teacher for thousands of things. I've actually already mentioned him. That before, does sound fun. But it was fun. The teachers who weren't fun, I'll tell you who they are. I'm just kidding. I won't tell you who they are. <laughs> All right. You can go pee during the action scenes. 
the scene where they go to the principal's office and try to get support. Go to go pee during that on the first watch. By the Heart Podcast. Still sponsored by no one. We're working on it. Wah, wah, wah. Category three, our gospel quotes. I only have one gospel quote. How many do you have? I only have one. Yeah, one. Mine is from Brendan's trainer. He says, move or die. Mm. Move or die. He doesn't even say it to him. He just yells it in the gym. Yep. Yeah. And it caught me. It, it, yeah, that was really good. good John point. 7, 38. Jesus says, whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. We are not meant to be still. We're not meant to be stagnant. We're not meant to not do anything. We're meant to move or die. And it doesn't mean do or die. It doesn't mean let's do a bunch of things so then we can be in right standing with God. It means move as the Spirit leads as a way to show that you have been transformed. John 7, 38 says, Whoever believes in me, then his heart will flow rivers of living water. Not his heart will flow rivers of living water so that he can prove that he believes in me. Mm -hmm. It's a natural outflow of a personal loving relationship with Christ that you move. Mm -hmm. And you are moving and you're active. Yep. It's, a, it's an act of faith, not a dead one. What about you? The scene where Brendan goes to find Tommy on the beach, which I'm really curious how he found him there. Like, was he just, where's Tommy? I don't, like, there's no scene where he says, where is, where is he? He's on the beach. He just randomly finds him on the beach. I don't know how he found him there. Anyway, they're on the beach and they're talking. And Joel Edgerton is having this conversation about history and how he didn't know mom was sick. And he didn't know, the, what am I supposed to do? I married this girl. She's now my wife. Um, and Tommy eventually looks at him as he's showing him pictures of his kids. And he says, who are you exactly? And there's this back and forth of, if you weren't in the Marine Corps, you're not my brother. Mm. I don't know who you are. And you can just see the emotional pain and trauma that this movie magnifies. It magnifies little quotes like that. It's in, it was hard to watch that, um, but they leverage it in a really good way and it cuts to your heart. And so between the emotional scenes and between the action scenes, they just build it up so well. Yeah, that's so good. All right, it's time for our Jimmy V moments. Moments that made you laugh, moments that made you think, and the moments that made you cry. Every day, you got to <laughs> laugh, you got to think, and the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> oh my All right, my only laugh, my only laugh that I thought was worthy for the podcast is that there's a dude wearing a, a flat bill tap out hat over his eyebrows. <laughs> Literally, it's you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. Right? It's almost in your eyeballs. I was laughing so hard. I don't remember it, but I've seen that guy. I saw that and I wrote it down immediately. <laughs> That's it. I, that's all I have. My only laugh is when the, the first initial fight when Tommy beats the brakes off a of mad dog. And you don't even know that he's mad dog yet. You just know he's somebody. Uh, that, that scene is like, oh, like you're, you're in awe. But also it's funny because it's like, man, this dude's been getting treated like a chump. They think he's just, I don't know, some guy off the street. And he beats the brakes off him. It's like, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is really funny. My think is that bitterness runs rampant in our hearts. And when it does, it keeps us from freedom. To me, I think that's the major theme of the movie. When you have bitterness in your heart, it keeps you from freedom. Yeah. Tommy and Brendan were both 
enslaved to bitterness in different ways. And when you're enslaved to bitterness, you can't live your life how you're supposed to, to live it. And for a lot of us, we deal with a sort of bitterness that has made a relationship an impossible struggle. And I was thinking about my own bitterness that I still fight through. Yeah. Um, I think as I was watching the movie, I was thinking about the relationships that are hard right now. Most of those, I have either unspoken or unfounded bitterness. And I'm like, wow, that's deep. I'm going to need God to work on that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that. You can find a lot of that in this movie. What do you have? My think, there are two specific scenes. There's the one when Brendan reveals to Tess he's fighting and he's not bouncing. Oh. He was supposed to be a bouncer for $9 an hour. And he told her that's what he was doing, but he ended up just fighting. And then when it's revealed that Tommy's trying to win this tournament for the family of his, what he called his brother in the Marine Corps. Um, I just thought, man, what lengths will we go for love? Brennan's mm-hmm. lying to his family because, not because he wants to lie to them, but because he wants to show them, like, I'm the man of the house and I'm going to take care of us and this is where we're going to live and you are the most important people in my life. And Tommy's going to do whatever he can to take care of someone who he loves. Yeah, that's such a good think. When we think about Jesus, and I love that quote that you said, what lengths will we go to for love? Well, Jesus went to the cross and he also chases down the one and leaves the 99. Mm-hmm. And he also is waiting and runs after the prodigal son as well. Um, he go, Jesus goes to the greatest lengths for his love. Mm-hmm. The love that he gives to us. My cry, I actually teared up several times re-watching this mm-hmm. today. Uh, I didn't, but I understand why. I just had some welling up tears. Every scene with Patty is cryworthy. I think that almost everybody has a daddy story. Every person in history. Yeah. I've got my own daddy story. And just watching Patty, it was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. Yeah. What about you? The scene at the end. I mean, there's obviously, there's a couple in here you could pick. But the one, I remember watching this in the Dollar Theater with my, my roommate and a, another friend in college. The final fight scene when Brendan, like, you can just see how much he loves his brother, even though his brother is really bitter at him. And he just keeps saying throughout it, like, what are you doing? His arm's out of the socket. He's not, you cannot fight, but he doesn't have a coach in his corner. Mm. It's just him. And he just keeps saying, I'm sorry. Tap, Tommy. It's okay. I love you. It's like, oh my gosh, are you <laughs> kidding me? And the, nat- the National, about today by the Nationals playing in the background, it's such a good song. And it just... Gives you the feels, and yeah, I'm not ashamed. I cried a little bit when I watched this. I yeah, like I didn't need a tissue or anything. This is not a fighting movie. Yeah, it, this is it's... an emotional family movie. <laughs> if you have a brother, you should watch this with him. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Oh, uh, with him? No. If you have a brother, <laughs> you should watch this and then call him after you watch it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Our last category by the heart. These are the moments that capture our hearts because by our hearts. We believe and we're justified before our Lord and by our hearts we're captured and captivated by art. I was captured for the first time when Tommy fights Mad Dog Grimes in his mm-hmm. home gym and beats the living crap out of him. Yes. He destroys him and I'm like, this movie went from like, I wonder what's going to happen to, oh I'm, my goodness. I am locked in. I am locked in. It's so good. Yeah, that was one of mine as well. That's the only by the heart I wanted to talk about because from then on, from then on, every moment is worth watching. Really? Yep. Because I say it's even before that. Really? That opening dialogue between Tom Hardy and Nick Nolte, 
Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. It begins this. Um, it, it begins this. This whole movie of dialogue, which is, which is not like Mad Max, which we talked about. There's no dialogue in Mad Max. This is a lot of dialogue, and it starts with Tommy showing up on the doorstep after 14 years with a bottle of of some kind of liquor, and he now he's shown up to a dad who was a former alcoholic, a thousand days sober almost, and he's talking about how I had to bathe mom in holy water because we couldn't afford a doctor. Oh, and the way he delivers it is so incredible. And I was locked in from there. And they leave you on the edge. And they, they kind of just leave you breadcrumbs throughout the movie with each scene because you want this family to be restored. That's yeah. what you're hoping for. And you're not really sure what's going to happen. So the dialogue between Patty and his sons throughout the entire movie is, is beautiful. I think that's a great place to end because you just said we want you watch it and you want that family to be restored. That is about a gospel theme moment as possible. Mm -hmm. Because God is a creator... And he's made us with innate mor morality and innate emotions and thoughts. When we see broken families, we want them restored. It's natural. Mm -hmm. Because God is about a loving and restored family. He's about redemption. Yeah. Thanks for joining us as we talked about Warrior. Don't forget when you watch this to check out Tom, Tom Hardy's traps. Yes. <laughs> Do not forget to talk. <laughs> To talk to all of your friends about his traps afterwards. Either. Yeah, they don't think you're weird. None of our friends think we are. They love it when we text them about Tom yeah, Hardy's absolutely. traps. Yeah, At least they don't tell us to our face. <laughs> Remember, Jesus is Lord. And if you are bitter, he offers a forgiveness and a freedom that won't be found anywhere else in the history of the world. Knock, and he will open the door. Seek, and you will find him. Mm -hmm. Join us next time as we talk about Terminator Salvation. Ooh. See you guys. Later.